Before we get started in this week's episode, I want to remind you to head over to youtube.com slash egofitness or just type in Robert Ego Anthony on his search bar and hit subscribe. I give you a new independent wrestling style vlog every single Monday. And while you're here, hit subscribe on the podcast, Potting with Ego. It helps boost numbers and gets the pod out to a lot of people that might not know it's there. Finally, the sponsor of the With Ego series, it is Good Note Clothing. That's Good Note CO, all one word over on Instagram. Go to them for all of your custom tie-dye clothing needs from hoodies, shirts, shorts, long comfy pants, everything you need when you're traveling on the road or just cuddling up with your loved one on the couch. Myself, Joe, Chico, and a lot of AEW athletes all rock Good Note clothing as well as you should and use code EGO to save yourself 15%. Now, let's get into the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Anthony, Egonisco Fantasco in some circles, here, solo, solo today. My guest canceled uh, yesterday. Uh, we're going to try to get the guest this weekend for uh, next weekend's podcast, but I am rolling solo today, and I'm going to start the podcast off by saying, fuck you, Chucky Smooth. Chucky Smooth was not my guest, but I'm just going to say, fuck you, Chucky Smooth. You shit-talking little shit. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, Chucky Smooth, uh, big shout-out to you. OG of the Midwest scene. Uh, He hit unsubscribe on the podcast, from what I was told. And... uh, He's being a little, little shithead. But anyway, uh, I, now that I have everyone's attention, uh, Chucky Smooth, uh, you have a full invitation to come on the podcast, talk all things Midwest wrestling and our history together. But at the end of the day, fuck you, Chucky Smooth. A couple of uh, housekeeping things while we are here. Uh, last week's podcast um, about AAA. And my trip to Mexico with Joe Alonzo uh, got a ton of good feedback, man. Everyone was uh, very positive listening to that episode. But the main question was, how am I doing? And after 12 days, because after we recorded that podcast, I threw up the very next day. After 12 days of coming back from Mexico, I am finally okay. I got sick for over two weeks on a three-day trip. I have no clue how it happened. I thought I was safe. I didn't drink the water. It had to have been the food, and it ruined my entire two weeks. Um, I was I'm behind on the vlog. Uh, 189 videos. I airdropped to my computer. Still editing them out. Looking like to be two or three different uh, vlogs from that one. Which uh, I'm gonna get off my ass and really start doing this tomorrow with the editing. The pyramid part portion of it is pretty much almost done. I just have to um, add a few things in there because I took a lot out 
because I thought it was going to be a one-part video. But I digress. I got sick, man. Three days put me down for over two weeks. And uh, granted, I would never take away that experience again in my life, being in Mexico, going to the pyramids, doing the AAA thing, experiencing everything that I experienced in Mexico City. Uh, at what cost, man? Like, I know that we're supposed to go back later this year, but whew, <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. Um, Tom Latimer, good friend of mine, Tom Latimer, he's wild. He brought his own, like, cooked food. He checked a bag with food in it, and he was heating up stuff, and he ate uh, his own food when he was out there. So I thought that was wild. He also gave me an awesome tip, and I'm going to pass that tip to you guys if you ever go to Mexico or a country where you have to be worried about the water or things like that. He told me, um, take the toilet paper from your hotel and bring it with you wherever you're going. Because he goes, sometimes these venues uh, don't have toilet paper or you just don't want to be caught without it or things like that. So he gave me a couple good tips out there that I didn't talk about last week's podcast and I just wanted to do a little bit of a follow-up on it. Um, kind of like how to survive being in another country, how to survive... Uh, with the amenities that you're not used to, you know, I'm very much, um, appreciative of being back home and, uh, and all that good stuff. But man, dude, it was wild being that sick. You know, after Joe and I recorded the very next day, I thought I was good. I ate something a little bit heavier, uh, cause I was mainly eating like a lot of soup and liquids and things like that. And I, and I went with a little bit of heavier, um, a steak and it ruined me. I was puking again. I had to call off work and all that other stuff. So, you know, it is what it is, but I'm feeling good now, man. I'm a hundred percent, uh, ready to go into AAW today. If you're listening to this early, uh, on Patreon, I'm talking about Friday. If you're not on Patreon we would love to have you, um, all the links are in my socials, uh, over on Twitter, egos, E G O S one, three, one, three, or on Instagram, E G O S one, three. Um, we have the link to the Patreon. We have a few Patreon members. Shout out to you guys listening to early. Uh, but I am ready for AAW this Friday. And this is kind of what uh, I want to talk about is how nervous I am. How nervous I am to come back to AAW after 15 years of absence to a company that uh, relatively that I started. You know, we, we did the AAW podcast with Pekovic and Danny Daniels. Uh, go back in the archives and listen to that and, and how I started or helped start uh, AAW. And from those two podcasts, um, I was able to mend the broken bridge uh, to get me back. And it's a welcome it's a welcome home for me in my own mind, but I'm not sure how well the AAW fans are going to be to it, right? Because I talked about this. The freelance crowd is very easy. It's very easy to get over. They appreciate a lot of things, and, and I don't want to say you don't have to work hard, but there used to be a saying that if you could get over in Philadelphia, you could get over anywhere, right? Because that Philadelphia crowd when I started going to CZW, was very tough. They let you know if they hated something or liked something, and they uh, only responded to things that were good. And that's how I feel this AAW crowd was. When I did that promo in Berwyn, I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be tough. i got to work for it now. i got to work really hard, and I'm excited about that. I watched the other matches on that show, and those guys had to work for it. Over at Freelance, man, 
they're just there, you know, Logan Square hipsters. They're getting ready to party and they just want to cheer and boo, you know. You don't have to work that hard. Granted, when you work hard, they appreciate it, but I'm saying it's easy. It's a very easy crowd. But this Friday, man, uh, over at Bourbon Street, 115 Bourbon Street in Marriott Park, Illinois, um, I main event, myself, Jake something for the AAW title. Hopefully I win. And I right a lot of wrongs there, but I'm very worried about how that fan base is going to accept me back home. I see a couple of freelance regulars there, right? But the AAW fan base seen everything. If you think about it, you know, they seen the rise of uh, the Lucha Brothers, Sammy Callahan. They seen the rise of the newer stars that they have there now. Jake something, Mance Warner, Beef, uh, uh, Vega, you know what I mean? So you you really got to show them something new. Hell, man, the lights went out and they came back on and Young Bucks and, and Lucha Bros fought at AEW. So it's up to me to really bring something new and that's what I'm nervous about and also excited about. I'm really excited about it because not many people have this opportunity in pro wrestling to reinvent themselves this many times as well as try to create moments, right? I'm not out there to wrestle for the gifs that wrestling with unicorns puts out i'm there to create matches that live forever and, and i'm lucky to have a few of them right my number one match that lives forever is myself and john moxley uh that's over on the youtube channel youtube.com slash eagle fitness or robert either anthony in the search bar uh you can go watch i put the whole match out there but that match lives forever i get tagged in that match monthly people t- that meet me for the first time that were fans of mine that then became professional wrestlers ask me about that match. Uh, myself and Kylie Ray, it's living forever, right? It's not little clips, it's entire match moments. Nine, almost 9 million people have watched myself versus Kylie Ray on, on YouTube. So when I come to AAW, not only am I looking to create more of those moments, but I'm looking to reinvent myself, and I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas. Um, I just put an order in for something new, uh, gear-wise, and and I'm really looking forward to taking my 22-year career into a new direction in the company that I first started, right in 2004. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous, man. That that AAW show is going to be a long one. And I'm going on last, and it's up to me to perform in a way that they haven't seen when I was at freelance, right? I need to do something new, and I'm very looking forward to it. And I hope a lot of you um, watch, if you're not local, over on High Spots uh, TV, the streaming network, or if you are local to the Midwest area, and maybe you can't make it out this Friday, um, this is the last Friday. Um, oh, I lied. There's one more in April, April 14th, I believe. Uh, there's one more Friday for this year, but AAW is normally going to be running on Saturdays, right? Uh, in the suburbs, oh, one or two Logan Square shows, but you know me, king of the suburbs, baby. Uh, free parking everywhere. But hopefully, if you're local, you come out. If you haven't been to AAW before, hopefully, you come out. If you have and you're an old school, you remember our, that run that I had there uh, 15, 
18 years ago or whatever it was. Uh, hopefully you come out and, and re-support and re, um, give yourself something new or a little bit of nostalgia. Right. And, and, and that's what I hope happens. You know what I mean? Cause I don't know how much longer I have, uh, performing in the ring. Hopefully I have a few more years. I used to say I, every year is my last year, but now I'm looking at things like every year is checking off something new on the bucket list, you know, and I'm really hoping that everyone uh, comes out and sees what we can do um, because it's not all about me, right? I'm, I'm doing my best to help others that I feel need help. Uh, this AAW show has someone that I'm super, super impressed with and really, really high on, uh, Thribbly, Silas Mason. Um, he's an NWA talent. I met at NWA, but he's something different, man. He's a different beast, and he stands out. And the first time I met him, I was like, oof. I was like, this is, this is a guy right here. Uh, he's been hiding in the South. Um, Nashville area where a lot of these shows don't get the quote-unquote popular indies attention and when I met him uh, trained by Dr. Tom Pritchard he is going to be Terry Gordy in the Von Erich movie he looks like Terry Gordy he's a tall son bitch man he's a tall he's taller than I am and he's in great shape he could work he could move he could uh, he could do it all and I, and I recommended him to AAW, and now this Friday it is uh, Silas Mason versus Mance Warner. So that should be a – if he shows up that day, if, if Silas shows up that day and performs the way I think he could perform, this is going to be a breakout event for him. And a lot of you who have the power, because that's what you have. You have the power these days, you know what I mean, that, that smart – independent, very vocal wrestling fan, you can make someone's career in one night, right? Uh, the most notable is Alex Zane. He did that GCW Backyard show, and the internet fan base made his career. He was invited to Japan, and, and, what he, and he got signed by NXT for a short time, but he showed up, and he did the work, and he, and he showed that he wasn't a one-trick pony, and now he's traveling the world. I feel this is going to happen with Thrillbilly. I, I, it's something about him, man. You know me. I'm an old school guy. I love old school wrestling. I love um, storytelling. I love that, uh, the way the older guys carried themselves, and that's him. That's how he carries himself in the locker room. That's how he carries himself when he shows up to the shows. So I, I think if he really performs, you guys have the power to make this kid have a career. Right, NWA is going to use him. They're going to strap a rocket to him, I believe, and uh, and really showcase him. Right, but the NWA career and independent wrestling career are two different things. You guys can do something for that kid that uh, that could be special. And I and I and I really want everyone to say I was there when. Right, so if you're going to come to AEW or watch AEW on High Spots to support me, do it for this newer talent. Do it for Thrill Billy. Um, on the pre-show, I got another one of my guys, uh, Vince uh, Koa. I don't know how to say his last name. Loxamana, right? Uh, great dude. I work out with him on um, on Saturdays. I, I mentioned Shored Fitness and Vince a few times and how he's good for my self-esteem. <laughs> because as much as toxic as Joe and I's friendship are and how we put each other down and call each other by all the bad words, uh, Vince is the 
total opposite, which I need in my life. Uh, he tells me my arms are looking good. He tells me I, I, I'm looking in shape probably when I'm not. You know what I mean? He'll lie to me a few times that, that I feel. But um, I got him on the Alive, the YouTube uh, pre-show. And Vince is going to be there. He's going to be doing uh, his first really big independent as well, just like Thrillbilly. Uh, Vince has been uh, hiding in the smaller... Illinois circuits, um, uh, SCW, I forget what they stand for. He's been doing, um, I think he did one or two Jimmy Blaze POW shows, but nothing that has like nation notoriety like AEW, right? And Vince is really going to have to perform and he's going to have to show that he's not just a spot monkey. Uh, Vince, I know you're listening. I love you, but uh, you do the spots way too much. (laughs) Vince once pitched to me. He goes, hey, I want to wrestle you at SCW. And he goes, our first match is going to be a TLC match. I was like, whoa, pump the brakes there, brother. I was like, number one. I ain't doing hardcore. And number two, our first match ever is going to be TLC. Get fucked. <laughs> and then and then he gave me shit and saying I'm old and lazy and, and, and I only do the boring stuff. But uh, when he does AEW this Friday, uh, the pre-show, I'm trying to look it up as I talk. I, I saw him post uh, who his opponent was, and I really want to make sure. Uh, his opponent, I met him at um, – at NWA as well, uh, Ricky Morton loves his opponent. He um, he put him over to me, and uh, it is Anthony Cantania. Can I do not Cantania? Hold on, dude. I can't read. Holy cow! I teach school. C A T E N A Catina Catana. Holy cow, dude! Anthony Catena Catena Anthony Catena. Jesus, uh, looks cool. He's got a little headband, got a circle sunglasses, little dangly earrings, and a nice little vest and uh, spiky hair. But uh, Koa looks more in shape and jacked. Anthony, you are screwed, my friend. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try to agent this match uh, to really help out my guy Koa, so that way he shows out, he performs, and he um, and he does well. Oh, Koa's gonna be on the NWA pay per view as well. So I, I have my own little. Um, my own little circle of kids, even though Ko is a little bit older than I am. But uh, uh, I'm surrounding myself with a lot of positive people, with a lot of people that are hungry, that want to have a good time. And I think AEW is is um, okay with that, right? I want to have a locker room, and I know Danny Daniels wants to have people around him that are really positive and can and not really thinking about themselves, right? And that's Koa. That that's Vince. He doesn't think about himself. He's very helpful. He's he's very positive at eight thirty in the morning on a Saturday when when he's training me and Joe to do arms and a bunch of people. So I I like that they trusted my opinion on certain people. Uh, same goes with NWA, right? So um, at AAW, Chico will be there. Chico, myself, Joe. Koa, right? My my little clique of uh, children. Even though Koa, again, you're older than me. You're one of my kids now because I'm getting you booked and, and having you around me on the weekends. Uh, in a positive locker room mindset, right? And really setting the tone of we're gonna work harder than everyone else, and the way we're gonna work harder is really help 
the company that we work for uh, and, and entertain the fans and let's pack this place and let's be positive and let's, you know what I mean? Let's, let's bring wrestling, that brother and sisterhood back. Right. And, and, and that's what I'm filling that locker room with, with really good people. Cause sometimes you go in locker rooms and there's, there's prima donnas, there's kids that, uh, their trainers didn't teach them any better and they run their mouths and they think that, um, you know, kissing ass and sucking up, but not being genuine is really going to help them. Right. And there's a few there's definitely one here in Chicago and a few in Chicago that, that get on my nerves because it's disingenuine, right? When people ask for advice, but they just want to do it so it looks like they're sucking up, you know, things like that. And we're just getting rid of that. We're getting rid of that because that's not how you should go through life and that's not how you should um, uh, be in wrestling about, right? You're in wrestling to learn about yourself uh, to grow as a person and have fun, and, and that's what I'm surrounding myself with. That's what I'm trying to uh, help people that um, that want it. You know, and in one of the earlier podcasts, I said that to I think I said it to Joe that my goal in professional wrestling is to help others and have a stable of people that made it, and and I could say I could open up a book and say, see these twenty people right here. I help them do this. I help that person go to Mexico. I help that person go to Japan. I help that person get signed, right? I, I want my children, and and I want to live through them because my career is almost over, right? I, I feel my career is more leaning towards uh, working in the office, right? That, that's what I really want to do, and I want to have others see their true potential. So AW, trust me with that. Uh, they're giving these guys a shot, giving uh, Chico and Koa a shot. And then WA, um, April 7th and 8th, I have Koa again. I have Yabo coming. Uh, Chico's book, so he can't go. I have Joe. I have Missa Kate. You know what I mean? So, again, my stable. Man, I'm getting a stable of killers. Man, I'm getting a stable of people that are really hungry and and. Some people lost their way. Some people, you know what I mean, didn't know how to navigate certain waters before I took them under my wing, and now they're doing great. You know what I mean? So this next couple weeks, man, I'm really looking forward to it because not only am I nervous for how I'm going to perform, but I'm nervous for others. And, And I'm also excited to see them do their thing. You know, Joe is doing amazing at AAW. Um, he's telling good stories. He's having good matches. He just needs to do a few things that I've been kind of telling him. And Joe has this um, defiant uh, attitude with me lately, right? <clears throat> if you think about your parents telling you, do this because I know it's good for you. And you're like, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. I feel that's how Joe is to me right now uh, because I'm just always on his ass, right? But he'll figure it out. He'll do well. Chico will do well uh, this Friday. Ko will do well. And uh, if they don't, then, you know, they'll learn from it and do better the next time, right? But I wouldn't recommend anything, anyone for any spot if I didn't think they were ready. And, and I feel my crew is ready. I feel Yabo is ready. Yabo, man, that guy... Um, I need to get him on the podcast because he needs to tell his story of redemption of how he got, he's getting back on track, 
right? Because uh, it's got a little bit of a little bit of a crazy backstory, right? And if he, and he feels like he wants to open up, I feel it'll be really helpful to a lot of people to hear that. Even though Joe hates me uh, exposing the business that way, and Chucky Smooth also hates it as well. Fuck you, Chucky Smooth. But um, yeah, man, a lot of stuff going on this weekend. And I really hope you guys support. I really hope you 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 listen, uh, you watch, and you just give me feedback. I want to hear it. I I answer every message that um, that people DM me to, uh, and and I try my best to uh, answer the ones that want to know too much backstage stuff. I can't, can't tell you everything, but uh, I do my best on that, and. Um, I feel we're building an amazing community of people, you know, with the Patreon, with the people listening and, and just giving me feedback in general on how well uh, you guys are enjoying this whole journey that I'm doing, right? I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not an ex-legend doing a podcast about whatever. I am a 22-year independent wrestling veteran that had a cup of coffee in developmental and made a lot of friends and lived a crazy independent lifestyle, lost everything, got it all back, and is super happy now. And, and I'm just sharing this uh, selflessly so one day my kids can go back and listen to it and say, oh, what was your thoughts in, in Wednesday, March 22nd at midnight uh, on this weird little podcast, you know what I mean? So you guys are listening along in that diary with me, but AAW this Friday today if you're listening to this uh on time so hopefully you you uh you support enough of that but um podcast stuff man um it's been a minute since i did a history of uh midwest wrestling episode okay um i'll tell you what i have in the works right they i have a i have one interview that I'm trying to frantically get, but the timing is is messing up uh, with one of, I call him um, the Meltzer of Chicago, right? Uh, Al Legatola. I messed your name up, Al. I'm so sorry. Uh, he was the creative creator of Chicago Pro Wrestling or ChicagoWrestling.com. I think, I think it was ChicagoProWrestling.com. And he would do interviews. They would Their message board in the Midwest was wild. Uh, it would post upcoming shows and news and gossip and all that kind of stuff and it, and it really shined a light on the midwest wrestling scene and i feel the interview with al is going to be so informative because he was at the center of a lot of things in chicago and made and break made and broke a lot of uh guys you know careers it was it was really interesting uh sort of incredible iverson <laughs> I love sort of incredible Iverson. I, I want to. I'm getting him on the podcast. He was sick, so he couldn't do anything this week. Um, and then uh, this weekend, and a spoiler alert. Hopefully, this will be next week's podcast. Is myself and uh, Nick Hausman. Oof, that name rings a bell in the sh- in the wrestling scene. He's very um, controversial with his with his history in journalism of pro wrestling and him and I go back a long way when he was a manager trying to break into the business but uh most notably the CM Punk blow up uh that was on Nick and uh a lot of things a lot of things uh Nick Hausman um 
got his little fingers into and our history together I think is going to be a really fun one but him and I are supposed to record this weekend he's got an announcement I think it's today as you listen to this on Friday he's got an announcement that he's going to make and we're going to talk all about that we're going to talk about his career we're going to talk about how he got to be this uh, I believe one of the top wrestling journalists out there so that's what I got kind of gumming up and with the come when it comes to the podcast the history of the midwest scene is my baby i don't want to rush that so that's why episodes haven't been out because i feel that uh preserving our history in the midwest with professional wrestling is very very important to me if you want to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes they hold up man they're really good uh billy whack with the lwf amazing uh the aaw history amazing uh, me just talking about how AAW started, and then the podcast with James uh, from Underground. You know what I mean? We're, we're telling these stories. We're telling this stuff that happened to us over the last over twenty years, right? So, you know, that is what it is. I keep saying it is what it is. I don't know what I'm doing with that. Sorry. <laughs> so I feel I feel like I got to um, address something I just blurted out, and I realize I did that right. Uh, I made a comment right about young kids not being blah, 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 running their mouth and things like that. 100%, I know that's going to start shit <laughs> because I have a hard time remembering how many people actually listen to this podcast. Uh, and sometimes the things I say get blown out of proportion. Uh, let me clarify, okay? Uh, I'm talking about young kids as a whole. Uh how do I navigate through these waters? There's going to be people, people think it's about them or this person or that person. And, and it's going to get, uh, back to me, which, you know what I mean? Dude, I'm not shy from controversy or, or whatever. Uh, my track record is if anyone has an issue, let's talk about it face to face. Um, but, uh, I stand by what I'm saying when it comes to disingenuine people and wrestling in general, I feel we're doing a good job policing that as a whole um, because our sport is such is filled with such scumbags at times. Promoters, people, moments. That's why Dark Side of the Ring fucking exists because of how people want to live a lifestyle that is built on getting over or taking advantage of uh, people not in professional wrestling, they get they get off on it. They pride themselves on that, right? And there's something about indie wrestling that turns people into the worst version of themselves. Because, and I'm guilty of this in my younger years, not so much now. When you see someone get success or get opportunities that you wish you had or were given, our profession those people turn into assholes and jerks and they talk shit. You know what I mean? The flip side to that is people want those opportunities. So they become shittier versions of themselves. Uh, and I'll, I'll put Frank the Clown on blast, right? Frank the Clown is an asshole. He only thinks about himself. He doesn't think about anyone's best interest than himself but the man behind the paint frank masari great fucking dude 
would do anything for you. Okay? And, and, and I'm not talking out of school here because I've said these things of Frank to himself. Not related to Frank. There's a lot of people that are like that because they want opportunities. They will ask for advice when they don't want it. They will go out of their way to help certain promoters or certain people that they feel they could use to their advantage, right? And, and then when they leave those people, they talk shit about them behind their back or they brag about how they did X, Y, Z and got over on this person, okay? I see a lot of it. Uh, there was someone that tried, I felt, I could be wrong, uh, tried to do it with me. Uh, I don't take kindly to uh, people kissing my ass. I find it hard to take certain compliments, right? And lately, I've been getting a lot of compliments from a lot of my peers because they, the, again, how old I am, uh, they grew up watching me. And, and and I could tell when those comments are, are genuine and when, when they're just kind of like whatever. But when they're genuine, I get really awkward and I feel weird, you know what I mean? And I'm appreciative. I love hearing that stuff. I love hearing that you watched me XYZ and you're very... <clears throat> Uh, uh, happy that we're working together and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's when people ask for advice and they're only asking for advice to get me on their good side because maybe they want something from me. Maybe they want a contact. Maybe they want an opportunity with something and I, and I have my hand in that cookie jar. And, and I see through those people very, very quickly. And the first thing that I do is I step back and I watch how they interact with others. And I watch how they interact with their peers and the people below them, right? Maybe a trainee or a ring crew or someone that uh, does production. And I watch how you treat those people, right? And if I see that it's not the same across the whole board, well, then you're disingenuous. And not, and not, now I don't fuck with you, right? And I just, I just don't give those people attention, okay? So when I made the comment of, you know, there's certain people X, Y, Z, right? It was a blanket statement, and it was just saying that I'm very proud that that the locker rooms that I'm in are very positive, and the people that don't act that way, um, they get called out about, right? Some people stick around because they have to, and, and, it's, and it's whatever. You don't have to like every single person that you work with. That goes in real life. That goes in with, with wrestling life, and that's very true for our promotion, our, our profession. I mean, sorry, you don't have to like every everyone. Uh, so I know that this is going to be something that people talk about. I'm going to get messages about it. And uh, people are going to ask, is this about me? Is this about that person? It's not about you. Um, it's, it's just kind of how I feel these days. Because <clears throat> I'm too old. I'm too old to have uh, this type of drama in my life, right? It's just... Um, it's stupid, dude. It's indie wrestling. But we're changing it, man. AEW, the, the one time I was in locker room for my debut, it was a great locker room. And, uh, and, I, and I look forward to really helping people that want to be helped, um, agenting matches, if, if that's a, a thing. 
Hopefully that is a thing that, that certain guys would want me to do. Uh, agent and give advice and give tips and, and things like that because uh, I'm tired of helping Joe. <laughs> I'm tired of helping Joe and Chico. It's time to let those birds fly out of the nest and and, and uh, figure it out on their own. But um, they're my crew, man. Joe and Chico are my guys, but shit, man. Fuck. It's only, only so many times I could tell you guys the same thing over and over again i love you though uh but yeah man that that's pretty much where i'm at when it comes to my career and uh what i care about the the indie drama the midwest drama because god knows there's so much drama in the midwest uh i'm glad i'm leaving certain dramas but um it's not about you Right, if you think it is about you, this conversation is about you, what's that song? Uh, I can't remember. It's fucking terrible. Sorry, <laughs> but it's not about you. If you think it's about you, you got my phone number. Let's talk about it. Because uh, there are probably some conversations I should have with certain people because uh, I see them messing up. Right, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I, uh, I'm happy, man. I'm just happy. I'm having a good time, and I don't want anyone to fucking ruin it. I think that that's where I'm going at with all this kind of stuff. Is is this is my journal? This is my blog. This is my platform where uh, I spill it out to you, right? You know, there's so much drama lately in professional wrestling, and, and that's not what I want to cover. I don't want to really do that because. <clears throat> It's not positive, you know what I mean? I, I was on Twitter last week, and I was like, oh, here's more wrestling drama. Here's more this. Here's more that. Man, let's just think of the positives, dude. Think of the positives. we got debuts coming in AEW. Podcast is doing fucking great. Uh, 2023 for me is amazing so far. I've been to Mexico. I was supposed to go to Australia. I can't go because it's too many days, and um, I'm really upset about that, but... Uh, everything's doing well man you know i'm looking forward to uh hopefully lauderdale you're not listening but uh coming back to gcw doing some stuff like that um i would i got some offers to do some mania weekend shows but i couldn't make it work with real life this year so next year um i'm gonna do some things that are super unexpected uh hopefully if i'm still wrestling right every year is my last year but um AEW, I made my list, just like I made for James. Here's my wish list of things I would like to accomplish before the year's over or the, my time with AEW. I, I submitted that list and, and put some out there things. You know what number one on that list is? Wrestling. Dave motherfucking Batista. <laughs> Dave, Dave Batista, if you're listening, I fucking need you. Give me what I want. Give me the match that I want. <laughs> but, uh... um. We know Batista's my dream match, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil my entire list because um, in case those things actually do come true. But I wrote down seven things, seven things I would love to accomplish in AEW before the year's over or before I, I hang it up, right? And um, hopefully um, we can make that work. I will spoil number three. I'm going to spoil number three, right? I spoiled number one is Batista, but I'll spoil number three, is that I want to bring Ricky Morton in for a rematch. Even though our first match was at Freelance, I feel there's more meat on the bone there for a story between uh, Ricky Morton and myself. Um, a few people questioned my, my opinion when I said that Ricky Morton was my top five favorite match in my, my career, my whole entire career, even though he's... I'm nowhere near his top five. And the reason why he's 
my top five is because I learned so much. I had a great fucking time. I had such a good time talking to him in the locker room, the experience with him in the ring, the the way we called nothing and created a story just by having each other's presence in the ring was one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I feel that we have a part two in there, right? I'm not going to spoil, you know, X, Y, Z, but I feel we have a part two there and doing it under the AAW banner would be the perfect setting. If I could get a few things, you know, rocking and rolling, rock and roll point of pun intended uh as we speak so that's one of the main things i would love to do over at aaw if you're listening to this and you feel the need to i don't know blow up aaw's twitter and say rock and roll versus uh ego uh two they'll probably jump on it a little bit quicker i'm not saying you should do that but maybe you should right maybe you should go on twitter at aaw pro and say we want Ricky Morton versus Ego Part 2. Let's make this happen and blow up their Twitter. I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. It's kind of a good idea. Maybe you should do it. Blow them the fuck up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So, I got a lot of goals. I got a lot of things. I got a lot of fun stuff. I'm trying to reinvent myself and, um, and, and, and do all that kind of stuff. But, um, it, it's 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 special, right? The the homecoming special. You listening to this are, are super special to me because you support this. You support this weird journey of a podcast, and you support uh, my my whole entire you know brainstorming ideas. Because everything I think of, it's for your enjoyment. And 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 if you hate it, let me know. If you love it, please let me know. But um. That's the podcast for today. Uh, before you guys click off, a few things I want to tell you about. Number one, uh, I still have Robert Anthony action figures, our uh, Pine Size All-Stars for sale. Uh, you can hit me up through the DMs, and they are going to be chases available at the AAW show this Friday, uh, or today if you're listening today. Chases available, um, and I am looking at doing a couple bundles and things like that. Uh, for online stuff, but I got to get that working out there as well. Uh, the Patreon is live uh, through my social links, Egos13 or EGOS1313 over on Twitter. Uh, shoot me a DM. Let's, uh, let's get an uh, Ego action figure in your hands today, as well as not too many solo podcasts, um, even though Alfonso Gonzalez uh, loves a solo podcast. Not too many uh, planned in the book. I told you a few that I have planned. Uh, Chucky Smooth, again, fuck you. You have an open invitation to come on to the podcast and let's talk some shit. Um, NWA is coming up uh, April 7th and 8th. I think I'm going to do a part two with Sal Renaro <coughs> because I love Sal. And a uh, a few from the boys that will be in town. I w I'll be able to bring all my equipment uh, very easily since it's uh, local and I don't have to pack it and put it through TSA and all that kind of stuff. But um, a lot of fun interviews coming and then hopefully continuing the Chicago Wrestling Series uh, in a week or two. So uh, next week um, I'm going to try to commit myself to having uh, Nick Hausman and then uh, we roll on with everyone that uh, is showing up. No more Joe Alonso for a little bit. I feel that uh, 
I, I interview and talk to him way too much, and he's getting on my nerves as, as of late. But uh, please support uh, the Patreon, Action Figures. Hit subscribe on the podcast. Hit subscribe over on the YouTube. We are so far away from 100,000 subscribers. We're only at uh, like 2,500. <laughs> so we have a long way. I do want that plaque. But thank you guys for en- for listening with me rambling uh, today on this Friday. And hopefully you guys have a good Friday going to whatever shows that you want to go to. But um, support today, High Spots TV, if you're not local to Chicago, or come on down to 115 Berman Street in the Marianne Park tonight and see my return. 15 years, man. Not many people have these op- these moments, right? You be there for this moment. First time wrestling at AEW in 15 years. See the debut of Thrillbilly Silas Mason. See my boy Koa a.k.a. Vince over at Sherwood Fitness. See Chico, see Joe, see all the stuff coming on at AEW. And Bourbon Street, uh, I almost proposed my wife there. She was super happy I did not. But Bourbon Street's a fun venue. And uh, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Have a good Friday, everyone. I love you. And I will see you next Friday.